2022. That's right. You know what? You know what's crazy is I, I still, even though you said to hit him with the New Year intro, I still almost just said 2021. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt you about to say it too. <laughs> At a pause. It's like in high school or college when you were write, writing like a new date on a paper in the new year. And you just keep writing 2021 no matter what. You just can't get it through your head. That's where we're going to be at for about two months into the new year with, I don't know, whatever I have to write the date on. As <laughs> that always <laughs> used to happen after winter yeah. break. Coming back in school, I would always, always mess that up. Yeah. Excited, though. Excited for the new year. Uh, we're recording this one. I'll admit. I'll admit, everyone. We're recording it a little. I won't say what date it is, but we are recording this a little bit early. It's not quite the new year yet. Lucas and I are trying to get a little bit ahead for the podcast. It's a trend. You may have noticed some of our more recent recordings, just so we have more time to kind of, you know, work on some games, enjoy the holidays, all that good stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah in a podcast land, you got to kind of stack your queue with episodes. Um, luckily, with these Anything's Possible episodes, you know, they don't require us to to complete a video game um, like our mainline episodes, but um, just to pick a really interesting topic and go for it. Um, been getting a lot of good feedback on the topics, um, which has been awesome. Uh, and any great Anything's Possible topics are totally welcome. Matt, if people do want to suggest some Anything's Possible topics, where can they do so? Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I just want to say that. It's <laughs> uh, a good segue, they right? Can <laughs> they can find us. Uh, well, first you can choose an email. Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. And of course, as well, you can also uh, find our Instagram and our Twitter at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast with an S at the end. And in our link tree there, you can find our Discord. Probably the best way to get in touch with Luke's and I, actually. I, I do correct. check the I do check the email pretty regularly, as well as our other Instagram and Twitter accounts. But the the Discord is definitely the best way to get in touch with us. I always have a lot of fun discussions in there and a lot of just good stuff there all around. So again, you can find that link tree of our Twitter and Instagram, TFU Podcast with an S at the end, or you can go to our website, thanksforplaying.live and find all the information there. That is correct. Thank you for that, Matt. Um, yes, all right, sir. obligatory plug out of the way. Now, if you have clicked on today's episode, you know what we're talking about. Um, it's a fascinating, fascinating topic, as it turns out. Uh, this topic actually comes from a suggestion from our longtime friend of the show, Long John. Uh, Long John's in the Discord. Uh, he's been popping in here and there, and uh, he's been a friend of the pod since before it even started. And um, he actually suggested this one to me recently because uh, we've been getting up to a lot of Halo Infinite. Uh, Long John been playing uh, with him and some of the other guys um, in our playgroup. And as I dove into aim assist as a topic and doing a little bit of research, um, it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, Matthew, got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Have you been playing Halo Infinite? Uh, a little bit. I've had a couple play sessions with some friends. Not nothing too crazy, but I've been playing on a PC, and all I've been hearing is, Matthew, you need a you need to get your controller. <laughs> you yeah. controller, it's, it'll be much better. And Pretty I'm just interesting. Myself, like, 
why like how could that be better you know and uh, i'm excited to hear you kind of hear you kind of dig into it i'll tell you all about it tell you all about it so um i'm assuming since you're playing on halo infinite pc you're playing mouse and keyboard not playing on controller i am playing halo infinite on xbox one with a controller um and honestly from what i've heard the controller is the way to go and that is because of aim assist now, for those of you that have been living under a rock the last couple months, just a little bit of background. Halo Infinite is a basically the studio, the developer, 343 Studios and Microsoft Studios released Halo Infinite, which had gotten previously delayed into 2022. They actually released it early. Both the campaign and the multiplayer is free. Um, you can buy the game now and play some of the campaign. I haven't dove into the campaign yet. I've just been playing the multiplayer with some friends. Is it Multi still like chronological, that game? Or yeah, is it... it is Halo 6. Um, so <laughs> chronologically, it is the latest Halo. Um, I mean, Halo has got has really been a long running story franchise. Um, and I even saw something on Reddit of like, you know, this is Halo 6, but if you wanted to play Halo in order, you'd go like Halo Wars 1, um, then Halo, uh, I think it's ODST. Well, I think Reach Com is even in there before 1. <laughs> yeah, I think it's ODST, then Reach, then Combat Evolved, then 2, then 3, <laughs> then 4, then Halo Wars 2, then 5. So it's a little bit of a, a tough, um, you know, universe to traverse there. But Halo, um, from a gameplay perspective, gameplay standpoint, has always been one of the biggest pastimes, I think, for our generation. And Halo Infinite has been, the core gameplay of Halo Infinite is phenomenal. I think that everybody's pretty much in agreement on Halo Infinite's very, very fun. Um, it's kind of ridden the line of modernizing Halo, yet still sticking to really solid Halo sort of traditions. Um, it feels good to jump, feels like Halo, feels good to shoot your SMG, <laughs> you know, it feels good to um, throw a sticky grenade on somebody, it feels good to drive a warthog. And um, Halo Infinite has really just kind of uh, done a really great job of being a, being a good multiplayer game. Um, with the caveat of auto-aim, uh, a consistent complaint about Halo <laughs> 1 is the servers, but we won't have to go. Yes. Hopefully by the time this episode drops, the servers have really been fixed. <laughs> They've just really been, been complete trash. Little but duty. the auto-aim is another huge complaint that a lot of the player base has been having with Halo. And I was diving as I was diving into the research for this episode, kind of looking into auto aim, the history of auto aim and kind of where it finds itself in Halo. It's it's very fascinating. Um, Matt, did you know there are two categories for auto aiming bullet magnetism and reticle compensation? Oh, can I guess mm. what each one is? Go for it. I'm going to guess. Bullet magnetism is literally like your crosshairs may not be on it, but the bullets are still magically flying onto that character. <laughs> yeah. Key Whereas, is magical. I think you said crosshair alignment, right? Crosshair or reticle compensation. Pretty much reticle what you just said. Reticle compensation uh, being where when you click, like let's say you're playing on um, PC, if you right click, then it would just immediately snap to the uh, snap to the person. Or if you like left click, left trigger to aim down on your Xbox One, it just immediately snaps to them. That is correct. That is correct. Um, bullet magnetism, you're pretty much right on point. Bullet magnetism is the actual game making adjustments to hit scan or bullet object travel in order to move them towards your target or your enemy. While reticle compensation is the actual tug you feel on your reticle 
to move towards your target to shoot them. Uh, typically for reticle compensation is what we see very, very common. That's the type of auto aim that is our, sorry, I say auto aim. <laughs> You're going to hear me say auto aim and aim assist interchangeably. It's just so stuck in my head. Um, the type of aim assist we're seeing in Halo Infinite is that reticle compensation, and you can very much feel it when you're playing on controller in the multiplayer lobbies. And it's to the point where all you have to really do is move your reticle over the object you're trying to aim at, and the game will actually stay locked onto that target, period. Um, it's really insane, actually, and you can watch some really, really big videos. Um, I was watching a video of a streamer named um, Probisius, uh, he released a video on Twitter and his reticle was just literally following the person. Like he was in a custom lobby and he was like, can you move left and right? He told his friend and the guy moved left and right. The reticle moved left and right. It was just That's one insane. for one. Very, very insane. The guy didn't have to aim at all. And his quote is, I guess I'll just stick to controller for Halo for now. <laughs> it's just, there's no reason to use mouse and keyboard if the, uh, if the aim assist has been that good. Now, why do we have something like aim assist in the first place? Um, I think for a lot of seasoned gamers um, that have been playing FPSs for a long time and really diving into cross-platform play, it's starting to make a lot of sense that controller players are getting aim assist. But it goes, it finds its roots actually back quite a bit. Uh, aim assist actually has roots as early as Doom. Uh, Doom is one of the earliest examples of an FPS game in, in general, I mean, period. And Doom actually would aim assist for you if a character was on the Y axis too high or too low. So if you were aiming left and right and an enemy was too high or too low, the game would automatically compensate with bullet magnetism and push the bullet down towards upward or downward towards your enemy. Same thing with GoldenEye. In the campaign for GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, you had high-level aim assist that was in the form of bullet magnetism towards NPCs in story modes. Over the years, obviously, aim assist has evolved into more of a reticle compensation in a PvP setting. Okay, Anyone who's played Call of Duty since like 2008 probably recognizes auto-aim tug when they feel it if someone walks into a room the game just pushes your cursor or curses your red pushes your reticle towards the guy that's running. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty hilarious sometimes. Um, and Halo um, has had the same thing, including Halo 3 and even Halo Combat Evolved. So aim assist has always kind of been around. I think that many of us have always felt like aim assist um, was just something that existed in the console realm as a way to really help us aim, right? Everybody has a controller. Everybody's playing on console. It's not a big deal. You, there was even video games that had uh, aim assist like settings where you can kind of kill it off completely or adjust it so that you could instead have high sensitivity and then aim assist just doesn't exist and it would kind of you know more or less compensate or you know utilize a different skill set rather than having to leverage aim assist now the problem we're running into these days is the cross play yes. cross platform play now matthew okay are there any fps games you play with a controller these days no not for me all my all my fps games pretty much Competitive FPS games, I should say specifically, like whether that's Call of Duty, 
multiplayer FPS games. There you go. That's where I'm getting are all okay. played on uh, the PC. So anything that's like, you know, whether it's Halo Infinite, Call of Duty, Valorant, obviously Valorant. Um, what else is out there? Um, I think the, I'm sure the new battlefields are cross play as well. Fortnite, anything like that. Um, well, Fortnite, it's not FPS, but point is it's all on PC for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, by the time this episode drops, we'll, we will have dropped our Bioshock episode. And I do remember as you were playing through Bioshock, you mentioned something to me about playing an FPS on a controller for the first time in a while. Um, and you said that you felt a little uncomfortable on it. I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because before I ever started playing games on my on my PC, um, you know, I always thought it was just going to be impossible to make the switch to the um, keyboard and mouse. I just thought it felt so much less intuitive. It just didn't feel natural, uh, what have you. And then once I got to the PC and mouse, once you give it like a week or so of just getting used to it, you realize, oh, I have so much more control over it. Um, I, I can be so much more specific and like with minute little movements and things like that. Really just like ideal for competitive gaming or even um, if you're playing like a single player um, campaign, like I, for example, played Titanfall uh, mm. 2's campaign on my PC and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then when I went to my, you know, PlayStation 5 to play the Bioshock, the PS4 remaster of it. Uh, well, there's a couple things to it. One, I, I actually, I don't, I don't love the PS5 controller and the PlayStation controllers in general as far as like layout goes. Um, that's not to be confused with like the mechanics of the controllers. I think the haptic feedback is really cool. You've mentioned but, that. Like that stuff is really sick. But um, as far as like where my hands go on a controller, I much prefer to say how it is on an Xbox with like the staggered thumbs uh, for your right hand and your left hand kind of. But yeah, it just, it just, you feel like you have less control and I mean, Bioshock doesn't have aim assist. At least I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't think it so, really did either, except for certain plasmids that kind of auto aimed. Any, they yeah, had like bullet, yeah. bullet magnetism a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, exactly. But it just feels very, I guess you feel limited and you have to kind of relearn joystick movements. Like the putting this much pressure on it will move, you know, this much um the crosshairs and little things like that so it was just a bit of a learning curve and honestly like there were several times throughout the games like ah it'd be so much easier if i was just on pc i could just whip back and forth between enemies really quickly (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i I think it's just different and you just get used to it i think assuming there's no aim assist i would say pc is always going to be king mouse and keyboard um but when there is aim assist as evidence with halo i i think that's quite a difference maker yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's actually pretty much there's some data. There's actually some research on this. Aiming with a mouse and keyboard, uh, always, always, always going to be more accurate um, than aiming with your thumb with one stick on a controller. Um, you're actually using three muscles, three different muscle groups uh, to aim when you're using a mouse, using your shoulder, using your wrist, and you're even using your fingers. So you're using yeah. all, all these different muscle groups to actually move and compensate for aim the whole entire time when you're aiming on a mouse. And for obvious reasons, you're always going to be a, more accurate on a mouse uh, than you are with your controller. Now, I'm, I'm not here to, to debate whether um, aim assist 
should be allowed, uh, you know, just flat out, I believe that Amosis does have a place in this world. I believe it needs to exist if we are going to have any sort of crossplay in this world. And I think that all of us can agree that crossplay is sick um, if you are playing very casually with friends. <laughs> yeah, it's a very great thing if you're playing casually with friends because it creates more accessibility with friends. And I think yes. one thing that this podcast is pro, we are pro accessibility, right? Yes, I'll say absolutely. it again. Thanks for playing is pro accessibility. Pro accessibility. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the, the, the I, I want to get to the crux of this problem that we're encountering, which and you can find um, you could find montages of this problem occurring in so many different ways. And um, I got some really great material from um, this channel, Esports Talk, and also the Score Esports, both on YouTube. Oh, um, yeah. Great the Esports Talk has a uh, very specific video on Halo Infinite auto-aiming, um, and then uh, the the SCORE eSports actually has a generalized video on auto-aiming, which is a, I keep saying auto-aiming, Matt, <laughs> um, aim assist, uh, which is where a lot of this information comes from. Now, um, one thing that is interesting is that this conversation is very new, again, because of the cross-platform play. And I remember this conversation was happening last year during the Warzone year, when Warzone came out in 2020, a lot of people were playing it during COVID, and I knew players that were just opting straight for uh, the controller because of the aim assist. Um, and you know, with Halo, I'm finding the same exact conversation being had, which is, you know, let's switch to controller. Have you considered switching to controller, Matt? Or are you you're not you're not playing too much Halo now to make a decision? Uh, I think next time I play, I'm definitely gonna try to. Honestly, before I spoke with you about it a little bit. Um, I hadn't really, people had been telling me, oh, you should use, uh, you know, use a controller instead. It just feels better. But I was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's PC. It should always be better. But now that I, I, I realize that there's like an actual, like very palpable aim assist that makes me kind of want to use controller instead. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And um, I brought up, you know, that a streamer, Probisius, had um, released a video on Twitter showing how ridiculously overpowered the aim assist is on console, uh, or I'm sorry, with controller. And um, I mean, it's very, very clear. You can find that on um, Esports Talk YouTube channel. It's a great video. And you could also just Google it on Twitter and uh, and find it. And uh, I also did find a post on Reddit 28 days ago on the main Halo subreddit. And the title of the post is, either nerf the controller's aim assist or let me queue against mouse and keyboard only. Um, and the body of the, of the post is, the amount of footage I've seen of controller reticles pulling to the head with battle rifles just to instant headshot the other player is absurd. Allow queuing exclusively against other mouse keyboard players similar to the way Call of Duty has implemented the peripheral exclusive modes. More than anything, I just want to be able to know I died because they're better, not because <laughs> there's a tool giving them an advantage. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. I mean, great conversation starter. There was a lot of good stuff on that post. I even saw that um, someone had commented. I, I didn't get a chance to corroborate this, but uh, somebody had commented that the console actually has even more auto aim settings than a PC. Um, if anybody out there is a little bit more informed, we'd love to hear about it in our Discord server. Um, now, I I understand, you know, if you're playing on a PC, you're playing Halo, you have the option of just connecting your controller 
to your PC. I think most most people might have a controller. Um, they might have a console. You know, I know Matt, you for instance do have one, and you could just simply plug your controller into your PC and have the same advantages as somebody that's playing on their Xbox natively, right? But apparently, there's allegedly extra settings on a console which actually make auto aim aim assist even better on console, which is very interesting. Kind of creates like um, a settings arms race, one might say, with, uh, <laughs> with what's going on there. Now, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just, has like Halo, like the dev teams responded to this or? I haven't seen any official responses. I think the dev team may be so busy fixing servers. Um, I think there, there's three main problems with Halo Infinite as of, I'm re we're recording mid-December right now. Servers just not allowing you to get into a match or queue up properly. Progression being really messed up where yeah. you have to complete challenges in order to progress through the levels. People are really upset about the cosmetics. Um, and then people are really upset about auto-aim. So, um, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a hodgepodge of issues going on. I think that they're trying to fix the server um, as quickly as possible to get people to want to play the game more and buy the battle pass. Pretty sure that goes without saying. Um, but there is there's a ton of videos of video of streamers just raging about the aim assist, and honestly, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, okay, Matt? Okay. And I want to hear your I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Now, if you and I are playing a video game, yes. Of who and we're trying to decide who's better at this video game. Would you not want to take advantage? of every setting that you possibly can to beat me. That's to say, oh, if, you're, if you're playing the game to win, then playing on the most optimal settings with the most optimal peripheral is also part of the game. Okay. That's why I tried to be a wobbler in Melee for a little bit. <laughs> now, I actually wanted to bring up Melee specifically there too. Um, in, in Halo Infinite, in this instance, a controller will help you win the game. It stands to reason that you should now use the controller to play. Yes. Would you put yourself at a disadvantage in Rocket League by playing with a mouse keyboard? Would you play Street Fighter with a controller over a fight stick, right? Different peripherals will provide different advantages depending on the game that you're playing, right? So if in this case, it's within the rules of the game to use this peripheral in Halo Infinite, which is just a simple controller, why would you not use it? Okay, if your goal is to simply win at the game at all costs, right? I want to hear your thoughts on that one. I mean, why wouldn't you just use the controller, right? I mean, there's no incentive for anyone to, if you're a competitive gamer, other than being like a purist or something, there's no proper incentive for you to continue to use um, keyboard and mouse, right? Of course, like you mentioned, you can still play on PC. You just have to use, you know, you just plug in an adapter, adaptable controller. Those are dime a dozen, very easy to find. So I, I think it's going to be important for developers going forward when they create games with esports in mind like this, um, like, like a game like this and where it's cross play. I think it's going to be incredibly important to make sure that the, you know, are cognizant of these facts, right? Cognizant of their game is advantageous. To, you know, it's advantageous to play a game one way versus playing it the other way. Um, and making sure that they do whatever they can to make it an equal footing. 
Like, I think the suggestion someone just said earlier was great. Like, either turn it off, like, have an option to only queue up with people, or, like, you know, you should get rid of it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, and honestly, too, the, the fact that a controller is able to be more accurate than a keyboard or mouse, like, that, that speaks volumes to how good and how effective this aimbot is, right? <laughs> I mean, if once you get proficient to the same level that you were you know, proficient with a, um, uh, with, on, uh, even once you get to the same level of profici proficiency on a keyboard and mouse, as far as like your, co your comfort levels with it, um, and you get to the same level as you're at with your controller, like it's night and day, you'll be way better on a keyboard and mouse aiming wise at the very least than you would be on a controller. So it's definitely something that at least for games that are competitive geared and like esports geared that does need to be taken into uh, consideration. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. But it, I, I guess the thing that that really like keeps the conversation going for me is that how many people are playing this game to be competitive and how many people are just playing to kick back, jump into a quick play game on their with their controller and not have well, to you know, worry I, about a skill I think ceiling. even then, honestly, I think it's important to make sure it's equal in a sense, you know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, honest to God, now that I know that, like, I'm kind of annoyed. <laughs> no, like but it's a little annoying even as a casual being, gamer. It is it is still equal though because you can just use your controller. It is, but you know, I mean, like what if I didn't have a controller, right? What if I spent all my money on my gaming rig and I just want to enjoy some Halo with my friends, uh, you know? Now the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's I think it's just an interesting like kind of bit where it's like now the keyboard mouse player who did, you know, spend quite a bit of money to be able to compete competitively or be really, really good at an FPS is now at a disadvantage, despite spending more money on a PC rig with a gaming mouse and a keyboard. I think it's an interesting flip that's happened where the console players just have that luxury built yes. in, you know? And I mean, is it so bad that the lower price to entry has the same level of competitive play as the people that spend more money on the rig, I mean, who who are we trying to benefit by creating a really great auto aim system? Are we trying to benefit the console players? Are we trying to make things even? You know, I, I think that there's there's a wider conversation to be had. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have an answer for that right now. I mean, it's like philosophy of game design at this point, right? Like, <laughs> how do you? Who do you who do you prioritize, I guess, is the yeah. question. Now, I, I think that when it comes to certain hyper competitive keyboard mouse games, you're playing CSGO. We played Valorant for a little while. I would never expect that to have aim assist play it on. I've never expect to play it on console and have a great experience or play it with, you know, a controller or, or feel good playing that game with a controller. It's just not really designed with the you know, controller input peripheral in mind. And I think that's fine, right? And when I'm playing something like a CSGO or a Valorant, I'm not necessarily playing those games to just jump into a five minute quick play match and just mess around and like yeah. take Halo. It's like a different vibe, right? Like you're picking up a gravity <laughs> hammer and like jumping on a warthog and like playing with your friends and messing around, you know? And I think aim assist makes sense for a game like this. It would absolutely make zero sense for a game like CSGO or Valorant. You know, and I think that it's up to game designers and the audiences to really feel it out and go, hey, you know what? Like, 
it's okay here because I'm just playing casual Halo. And if you are going to be jumping into the competitive window, the competitive side of things, then yeah, I think the separated queue thing does make sense. And I'm willing to bet once you get to that separated queue, uh, once Halo Infinite does say, you know, we're going to be showcasing ranked Halo and we're going to be streaming it and sponsoring it, going all in on showcasing competitive Halo, they're definitely not going to be doing it on console. They're going to be showing the mouse and keyboard competitive Halo because it's more impressive, I think, to the majority of audiences. But what I find funny is the, I mean, it makes sense that people are, are you know, up in arms about it right now because there is no separation. But hey, man, we could all just play on controller. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think there has to be separation no matter what. I'm fine with there being aim assist, but for like people that do want it, that competitive experience and to like, I think it has to be separated. Yeah. But not for casual. That wouldn't really, that would feel. I mean, if you're playing casual, then yeah, fucking have aim assist and don't get mad if you're on PC and playing casual. Yeah. So, you know, there's a competitive mode. That's the um, thing that's upsetting people right now. Well, here, let's talk about this then. Why isn't there any sort of aim assist for controller, PC, mouse? Well, because the idea is that you have an advantage because you're using a peripheral that's more accurate innately. But my mouse doesn't automatically follow heads. It doesn't, but you have three muscle groups that are compensating for that. That's that's what I mean. Is like The idea is that a controller player will always have a disadvantage, so we have to give them something. That's the That's the aim assist idea. Mm. I'm not saying it's always going to be fine-tuned, but it has to exist if they're going to be cross-platform play. But you see, oh, it, see this is so interesting because like the same argument you choose against me like totally applies. Like, yeah, I have three muscle groups, but again, it doesn't do it automatically. Like, I have to still do it. Like, yeah, know? no, I know. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying is like all, all aim, aim assist is doing is like giving the controller player an option to at least compete. And I mean, I think the fine tuning, the all that needs to like can be talked about and can be adjusted because I mean, if you look at the video that Probisius posted, it is a little ridiculous. Like quite literally, the reticle is following an enemy unit. And I think fine tuning, it definitely needs to be in the conversation. But for me personally, I don't think that aim assist is it's is a useless thing. I think it's actually a very empowering thing. I think it it allows people to play cross-platform. I don't think cross-platform would work without aim assist. I, I'll say that right now. I don't think this game would be fun if, for people playing it on Xbox if they were playing with their PC friends. They would just get destroyed by every keyboard mouse player. Because you had aim assist in Halo 3. When you played Halo on Xbox 360, you were getting aim assisted. But that, that's why you were able to shoot that guy. So you're, you're, you're a little bit worse than you think at some of those games on console. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking too, like, this opens up such a big can of worms. Like, it, it, like, let's say we do separate it, right? It, it, it totally takes anyone that plays console competitively out of the equation going forward now, unless you just totally do separate competitive circuits for console and then totally separate competitive circuits for PC, which I don't think they'll do. Nobody that, would watch like, both. Nobody, everybody no would watch, watch the PC. Yeah. yeah. And this creating that, that, a weird thing of like, you either 
you're either you know hardcore PC Master Race or not, which is a shame because I think for so many people the like original Halos probably were their um, that's like their first foray into esports, right? Like I think example, I'm pretty sure that's how Ninja got started, right? It was playing competitive Halo, um, and I think for so many people that's how they really get into the gaming scene at large and like build their I guess their image and their brand in that scene as well. So I almost find it problematic as well to separate the two. I, I you know, I'm really going to... Mm. This happened with Siege. There's a precedent for what you're describing. With Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six Siege, they killed the console version of the competitive Rainbow Six Siege, like tour or whatever you call it, and just stuck to the PC. And one player did actually have to relearn the game on mouse keyboard to stay competitive, to stay in the competitive scene for Rainbow Six Siege. And I mean, unless, and that's a very exclusive case, it's very niche. And you're excluding, not saying, you know, if you want to get competitive, yeah, you have to learn any game that's a shooter game with mouse and keyboard. But to, to say that one version of the game might supersede the other, or this is the truer version to play the game, I think is it becomes a fallacy because most of the players playing any of these games are playing it at a casual level. Wouldn't you agree? I think so, yeah. But I mean, you're going to be playing it at a casual level and want to win and want to rank up. Yeah, but like, that's if, if you're trying to win and trying to rank. Okay, so let's say you're... You want to rank up in Halo, but you have an Xbox One, right? So you want to be competitive, you want to go far, and you buy a PC rig in order to do that. You're no longer the casual. You're no longer in that space or that that demographic, right? The majority of players are going to stay within their console, whether it keeps them competitive or not, and therefore they need aim assist. I don't know. I don't like any of this. <laughs> You can't live with it, can't live without it is really what it comes down to. Um, you, I mean, I think we're in agreement. On, I'm almost you, kind of the purest of like, you know, just no aim assist. Fuck it. Okay, but but you, that opens up an entire can of worms too because now I can't play with you and keep up because I'm playing on my Xbox and you're playing on your PC. I think I'm. I think that's almost better than like the latter or the other option of just like. But accessibility, Matthew. This is where, this is this the is the game I'm itself is still accessible. No matter what you, no matter what way you choose to do this, you're making a competitive Halo inaccessible. Okay, that's that's correct. But I'm not making Halo inaccessible. I'm making me playing Halo Halo with my buds that are on PC and I'm on Xbox possible. And I'm making it fun in that. But I don't way, know, like, which is what some, the majority of players are doing. I don't think I agree with that. Because, like, I think you're. I think the the problem you're solving, even in the casual manner for the for the PC for the console gamer in casual mode, I think you're making the same problem for the casual gamer and playing in a on their PC. What do you mean? Well, now I'm getting rocked by kids with the aim assist <laughs> on my PC, <laughs> and like that's kind of annoying. Okay, yeah, but you can use a controller. But you uh, don't want to because you bought an expensive PC. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's any right answer to this, to be honest. But <laughs> well, I, I refuse to believe it, I'm on the wrong side of history. <laughs> I, uh, that's the famous Rockaby line. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that... Um, and just we're, we're really, really talking it to death here. It's just 
when it comes to pleasing the majority of players who just want to play the game and have fun in a casual way, then aim assist must exist. Otherwise, aim assist wouldn't have ever been even conceived of in this mode, right? Like somewhere along the line, the developer said, you know what? Crossplay is not going to work unless we create aim, aim assist of some kind if you're using a controller. It's just quite literally like the the keyboard mouse people are just going to shit all over the console people. And they're, they have the advantage because they paid more for their rig. They probably have faster internet and they have better aiming conventions because they have better peripherals. And that is so much, there's so much inequality. There would be so much inequality in casual crossplay that it would make the game unfun for console players. That's my point. And when we're complaining about auto aim or aim assist for console players or controller players, we're saying that their way they're playing the game is invalidated because they're not honing a skill and grinding out aiming on a mouse keyboard. Or, or like they can't aim well with their thumb, which like we've already scientifically proven is less good than a mouse keyboard. Either we're creating a, an inequality and neglecting a huge population that exists of people that just want to play the game with their friends crossplay, which is what I am. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no right answer to this one. I think we'll have to leave it up to the Discord or leave it up yeah. to the fans to really pick. I get, I get every side of the argument, but no matter which way I look at it, both upset me because... I don't know. I, I think this argument wouldn't be an argument if aim assist wasn't that significant of an advantage. And if it's that significant in any game mode, I think it needs to be addressed. Maybe the nerf it a bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure possibly. what form that would look like. I don't know. I haven't seen this video you're referencing, to be honest. So I'm not sure like how egregious it is. But I mean, just based off what you said, it definitely sounds like it needs to be nerfed a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can I can get behind aim assist, aim assist needing to get possibly tuned a little bit more. Um, but again, I think I'm repeating myself just saying that I think it, it inherently has to exist if we're going to have a cross-play environment, which is what we all want. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I think cross-play is great. I just... I don't know. I mean, you played a lot of Apex. How was the? Was there a lot of aim assist in that? That was aim assist is like... really, really good in Apex. I think aim, aim yeah. assist is probably a little better tuned in Apex. Um, and honestly, I had I always had more fun playing Apex on a console than on a PC. Um, I like console gaming in general. So, um, and I had more friends that were playing on Xbox than I was than I had on PC. So playing Apex on my Xbox peak COVID was like some of the most fun I had playing video games. And aim assist was in every single game of apex and i mean it, it kind of becomes like i was even thinking about this if you want to really go down like the existential game design rabbit hole is like let's say aim assist was insanely insanely good and like most of your shots hit when you were shooting which sometimes it does feel like that in apex or halo what like would it be a is that a bad game design in general if everyone has aim assist right like Let's say you're hitting most of your shots and game sense, game awareness and positioning become your primary like skills rather meta. than aiming. You know, does yeah. that make the game more fun or less fun? It's almost like the the argument in Smash about like L canceling being just this ex like arbitrary skill ceiling. Like everyone needs to learn how to L cancel. So therefore 
why have it kind of thing. It's like everyone needs to learn how to aim extremely well in every FPS. But when aim assist kind of takes care of that, you can begin to hone softer skills, which to me is a lot more fun because learning how to aim just is a grind. You know, it's just muscle memory. Anyway, that's a different conversation. Yeah, lot to uh, lot to unpack there. All right. Well, hey, if you want to find us, Matt, tell the people where they can find us and continue this conversation online. You can send us an email at linkshiplingpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast with an S at the end. And as well on the link tree of those social media <laughs> handles, you can find our, I always forget the word, you can find our Discord, which will link you to, um, you can, you can find the Discord invite link in there to get into our Discord. And that is definitely the best place to chat up Lucas and I these days. And then as well, again, I don't know if I mentioned already, you can choose an email at makesplainpod at gmail.com. And if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter. Good idea, Matthew. All right. And if you want to find me online, you can probably find me most easily in our Discord server. Uh, like Matt said, you could find our Discord server most easily by going to thanksforplaying.live. I'm always in there uh, chatting it up. If you ever want to shoot me a DM, talk to me about aim assist, how you feel about it. Uh, feel free to talk to me to the side or join in in our conversation on the Discord. Yes. All good stuff. All good stuff. All right, everyone. Remember... Anything's possible. Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Royal Call Bunch and Red Circle 